Welcome to the HANA Effect. I'm your host, Jeff Word from SAP. Each week, we bring listeners the real stories of how companies are taking advantage of real-time computing to transform their organizations and let them share the lessons they've learned along their journey. Welcome to another episode of the HANA Effect. I'm your host, Jeff Word from SAP, and I'm joined today by a great SAP customer, Owens Corning. And we've got Ranjit Rout here. Welcome, Ranjit. Thank you, Jeff. We're uh, thrilled to have you guys here because you guys are at the same place that a huge amount of SAP customers are. And so we want to share some of the things that you guys have learned and what you're doing in this transition to the new world of HANA and S for HANA. But before we get into that, why don't you introduce yourself and explain what you do at Owens Corning. So my name is Ranjit Rout. I am a BI solutions architect at OC and OC means Owens Corning, basically. I work in the BI center of excellence there. As my role as an architect, I try to define and manage the BI technology roadmap there, and system designs or application designs, I try to make sure they are up to our standard. And I also get engaged in a lot of evaluation kind of work, where there is a new technology, there is a new tool from SAP. I get involved to do POCs, pilot, or if we see that we need a new tool, I try to go, sometimes even non-SAP tools, to be very frank, we try to evaluate everything to choose our options from, actually. I have been with Owens Corning from almost now six years, so that's what I do at Owens Corning. Cool. So give us an idea of where your starting point was, and then we'll talk about kind of where you're at now and where you're headed. Before 2010, when, uh, you know, there was really not a lot of analytics. We used to call them reporting only at that time. Before 2010 era, we did have a lot of SAP ERP environments, like even I think seven of them at that time because of new acquisitions and everything. We also had a pretty old BW called 3.1, I guess. Wow, that is pretty ancient. Yes, that's an old environment. And also, of course, just to throw something out, we had a pretty old ERP also called 3.1i product. That is very old, yes. So we had all those environments and we were trying to figure out what's the short-term and long-term roadmap for us as BI and what should we focus on, where should we go. And uh, as I mentioned, we had that BW 3.1 environment and uh, not all data was there available for, for users for reporting. And that system was primarily used to download data to Excel spreadsheet by our business users. So people were trying to do a lot of their local formulas and calculations and uh, pivot tables. They used to do that. And we are so much dependent on a business analyst at that time. You know, analyst has his own formulas in his own laptop. Once he is gone, it's kind of a dependent on him, and those formulas are lost. He has his access in his own laptop. Once he's gone, access sometimes is also well, gone. Not to mention the fact of information security. As soon as it's on their spreadsheets and on their USB drives, your data as a company <laughs> suddenly becomes anybody's data, right? We did have some controls over that, but of course, uh, not sufficient sometime, okay? But now you guys are six years into this transformation. So tell us a few of the things that have happened over the last six years going from a very antiquated BW and a very <laughs> antiquated ERP to now you guys are rolling out some of the bleeding edge stuff from SAP. So in 2010 timeframe, we started uh, focusing on to create a kind of a more central and robust uh, data warehousing platform. The focus there was to have all the business critical data available in one place for users to access so that they don't need to go to different different databases to just get the data they want. And number two also was to build all those standard business logic into the system itself so that nobody needs to use their local Excel formulas or pivot table. Along with that, give users some more reporting capabilities rather than Excel 
or only using Business Explorer, that's a tool that comes by default with BW. And looking at that, we created a very new BW 7.0 environment. At the time, it was new, by the way. <laughs> In 2010, BW 7.0, we got a business warehouse accelerator. That's the first kind of flavor of HANA, if you remember at the time. And we also got business object 3.1 reporting. So we try to make sure that we can provide some improvement to our business users. Like you said, big effort of getting the data all in one place. That centralization, that consolidation aspect of it, still people are still struggling with that. Regardless of the technology, it's just some people just over their dead body, you're taking away their spreadsheets, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do like their spreadsheets. They don't want to you know, leave their spreadsheets. Even if you, whatever you give them, sometimes some users really are very kind of, it's personal to them. So that's the time when I say we were going through transformation from a system point of view and from a user's point of view, okay? During that period, we also had issues with using some of our SAP tools and technologies and uh, my team as BICOE and our partner team, our partner support team were trying to figure out solutions for them actually. Then, you know, there we try to become more like a reporting organization. That's the time when I say we are moving towards analytics. Not there yet, but we are moving towards because, you know, you cannot expect your business users to go from Excel to analytics or advanced analytics directly. There has to be a transition path. You know, yeah. They have to come from Excel to let them see how they can create formulas in Webby, how good it is, or how they can use their sharing capabilities to share to the end users, or how they can take advantage of new charts or new graphs, whatever at the time was available for them. So that's kind of a transition period for IT and also for the business users. Yeah. So how did HANA change or impact that roadmap for you guys when you were getting to that a little bit more maturity stage of analytics for your users? Now SAP throws this turbocharged engine out there for data. How did that impact you guys? What was the impact of that? So uh, we did not jump into HANA to start with, to be very frank, actually, because we had something called a business warehouse accelerator, and we are moving fine on that. We did not have a lot of use case for HANA at that time. So after reporting, people tried to go and do some kind of analytics. When I say analytics, it's not reporting, because reporting gives you what happened in the past. But if you do proper analytics, it gives you why it happened, and also some new insight to the data which you would have, would have never found out by looking at a table of data. So for us as a BI team, uh, we try to evaluate a lot of advanced analytic tools. For example, we got SAP Lumira. That's a nice tool for analytics purpose. Now, even if you give them newer reporting or analytics tool, it's not always enough if you don't focus on your backend systems. That's where the data really sits. That's where the modeling happens. That's why you have all the trouble, basically. And that's where the engine is. So if you don't have a really high-performance engine, all of those whiz-bang cool things you want to do in these upper levels of maturity models for analytics, they don't work. They blow up the system when you hit enter. Right? Absolutely. That's the key thing. It makes sense. Architecturally, you have this data sitting on a slow, expensive, old disk, mm -hmm. and now you have all of these new users asking for more types of information and doing heavier loads on that information at the same time. You're tripling, quadrupling, you know, 10x the amount of workload you're putting on that server, and the database physically can't get data off of those disks fast enough to make it useful for the users. Right. In uh, like three, four years back, somebody ran a huge open-ended query that crashed a couple of our applications servers. Because of that, we had a safety limit. We call it BW safety belt. But now problem is that if you give users new analytical tools, in that scenario, it's kind of conflicting. You are giving users more power in the front end, but back end still is the old back end. 
that's how we thought okay now we need to do something by the way we have not completely done hana in our bi space yet we are still doing it right now as you speak we are building environment looking at our future analytics needs but let me share you our three main use cases why we are going towards a bw hana environment right. one is to support our advanced analytic needs without a in-memory kind of engine or HANA kind of engine, you will see that you are struggling to give business whatever they need actually. Just by just giving them new tools will not work the front-end yeah, tools. If you, if you give them the tools, but they still have the constraints of the old architecture from the data underneath it, they can't use the tools. Absolutely. So that's one of the main reasons. Second is to get more and more agile development capabilities. We wanted some kind of platform where we can do agile development because nowadays business tells you today something, if you cannot give them in a couple of weeks, three, four weeks, they move on to something else. Yeah, and for those people that are frequent listeners of the podcast, we've got a lot of examples of Agile being drawn on a whiteboard, build it as they're talking, and implement it before the end of the half-hour meeting. So I always like asking this question from customers. So for other customers that are listening, what advice would you give them now that you wish you had known a couple of years ago about HANA? You need to always understand what's the analytical needs of your organization. What's the future need of your business users? Where are they going, actually? Once you understand that, you need to make a very flexible technology roadmap to reach there. Because all these platform changes or end-to-end system changes doesn't happen overnight. You need to make a very robust roadmap because in the BI world, as you know, there are so many tools like BW, okay, HANA, Business Object, Lumira, there are so many tools and they are dependent on, dependent on each other. So plan early, see what's your need or what's your business users needs enough in two years time frame, where they want to go. I'm sure you can figure out by looking that, okay, they don't want to stay in Excel, they don't want to stay in reporting, they want to move to our analytics or predictive analytics or statistical modeling. But looking at that, create a roadmap and always focus on your backend system. That's something nobody gives credit to the backend system. Everybody gives credit to Lumira. Oh, it's a nice visualization tool, lot of capabilities. You just like it, of course, nobody likes BW and HANA because no business users knows what's BW and HANA. They, Behind the scenes, yeah. They don't talk on that. They only talk on Lumira, let's say, right? Because it, they don't see it. But the thing is that Lumira comes with a lot of new capabilities, which needs a lot, lot, lot of backend power. Without that, nothing. Well, that is phenomenal advice, and I think it's a great note to close off on. So, Ranjit, I want to thank you very much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I look forward to hearing great stories from your users about the HANA effect and what it means to them. And uh, with that, we'll close out another episode. Tschüss.